hello and welcome back to another podcast episode uh i'm currently sick that's why my voice sounds like this but that's not gonna stop me from making an episode when i feel and i feel called to do so um so here we are and whether this is your first episode or that this is your 50th episode you know i just appreciate you for being you i'm gonna try not to cough during this no initial promises um but I, I just kind of did this thing where I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. And um, sometimes it's reminiscing on the pain and looking through old photos and looking through, through old memories and just, you know, you know, shouldn't do it. But you do it anyhow um, because you're curious and maybe you want to feel a little bit of that pain or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I did that, I reminisced a little bit too hard tonight, and it left me kind of anxious, but I was like, you know what, I put myself in this situation because I wanted to, so let's see what I can get out of it, and so I just continued to to kind of reminisce and to kind of set in the sadness, um, and then it started getting really uncomfortable, and then I was like, I wasn't quite anxious, but I was like at that point where I was like paranoid, you know, in the middle of between anxiety attack and calmness is like paranoia. And I started getting paranoid and then um, I started feeling this, like I felt this bubble come up, you know, in my chest. And I was like, okay, this, this is pain. And I started reminiscing around all these times and, and these very specific examples of certain people. I felt entirely abandoned by myself. And even though they had abandoned me, it was the fact that I also abandoned myself. And so little me had nothing left. I think that little you is your heart. That's the way I see it. And so when my heart is left cracked open with nobody taking care of it, it's just little me sitting inside, just like sobbing all over again because nobody was there to take care of her. And um, I was really, really sad at the fact that, and something that's really, really beautiful is we go into these, like our whole life, our whole adult life is about returning back to being a child again. Um, And that's, it's really interesting within itself to, um, to see that everything is kind of a full circle and it's always going back to right after birth. Um, and I'm going to get to that. Yes, yeah, so I felt these moments and I, I felt like this pain, and this anger, wishing that in the moment I just, I yelled at these people that had hurt me to just be like, please, can you not, can you please just acknowledge me? Can you please just love me harder? You know, even if that would have done, had not done anything, it's better than just sitting by and just sitting there not saying anything because a lot of times when people abandon me and I end up abandoning myself because your self counts more than the other person abandoning you um the thing that I'll just go completely silent and because I don't know what to say and so I will just let that that person continue to pummel me with with words that break my heart a little bit more and a little bit more until I am speechless um, to the point that I've completely abandoned myself. I'm completely disassociated from reality. And um, and I had wished that I had just toughened up just a little bit, you know, gone a little bit taller up in my seat and, and had been like, you know what? That's not okay. I need yada yada. I wish I would have said my needs or I wish I would have set boundaries, but I didn't. And so it was meant to be that way. Um, and so going back to all the times that like right now, I wish there was somebody next to me also in pain so we could just hold each other. I don't want somebody who who cannot feel their pain next to me. 
I have been surrounded by so many people who doesn't see their pain as something beautiful. And I used to once not see it either. But I want people to recognize their pain as something inherently miraculous. It is literally an extension of the universe for you to feel your pain. And I want somebody next to me that's feeling the same pain. And I want to just hold them while they hold me. And I want to just feel those collisions of those pieces of universe come together and just recognize each other for a moment. Because we do not recognize it. And that's what this episode is about, is pain. And I've been talking about it a lot lately, and it's not going to stop. It's a very taboo subject. And like I said before, at the beginning of this podcast journey, it was all about enlightenment. It was all about, you know, having answers that I wanted to share with people and how you can become a better person and how you can become this or that. Um, Yes, I still listen to this kind of podcast. I still listen to this kind of words on TikTok. I still listen to, you know... Um, YouTube videos and audiobooks on how to become better and how to find a different piece of enlightenment um, within that or actually I just sent a text to a friend um, a new friend of mine and I said something about enlightenment so I'm gonna go try to find it um, oh he was saying that we were having a conversation um, and I was returning back to the conversation and saying that yeah enlightenment is questioning everything like enlightenment is not having all the answers enlightenment is having the ability to question everything and to not be scared to really do that but to be like okay why is the grass green why do bunnies hop that way why does light shine that way and do this thing why and how is math really real you know how does this blanket feel this way underneath my fingertips why do we post on social media why do trees smell like that? Why does grass smell like that? Why is the color brown? How, how is the sensory in our eyes being able to allow us to see these colors? You know, questioning everything. That is enlightenment. Um, and as soon as you can get out of the mindset of needing to be high vibe all the time, you can kind of step into this place of curiosity. And I think that's the place in which you reach enlightenment where you set your ego down for a minute. And you're like, you know what? I really know nothing. I'm going to be... Okay, there's a cough. I'm going to be a teacher while amongst I will be a student. Um, I can teach people that want to learn from me, whether I trigger them or I actually have something, you know, either way it's going to be constructive, but like whether I have something like, and it's also loving um, because contributing to one's spiritual growth is love. And that's something that I'm realizing too that's really hard for me to digest is these people that I feel have pained me so much and I, I'm not in the place to forgive and I won't forgive or forget right now, uh, maybe one day. But I also know that they, at some molecular level, that was love. Like them horrendously hurting me and that's not something that I ever want to fully receive that as love. But if love is the contribution to one's spiritual growth, they helped me grow. And I think that what they were trying to do was hurt me, but it allowed me to grow. And so I guess it's like reverse love. Their pain allowed me to love myself. And so it's not really them loving me, actually. So cancel that out, what I was just saying about them subconsciously loving me. Their lack of love was showing me what I need to turn towards myself. And that's where the love portion comes in. Them causing me pain allowed me to see that semblance of love that was in myself that I could actually turn towards me. And that I could actually kind of grasp onto and chew on um, for energy. And um, and yeah, it kind of proves to you that when people um, abandon you and you end up abandoning yourself or you end up abandoning yourself and then somebody abandons you, it kind of um, 
it creates this new fight or flight in yourself that's really painful at first, but then it realizes, oh my god, I just got through that, therefore I have this new understanding of love towards me. And anyhow, <coughs> let me try to circle back around. I also realize that the mic is literally right up my fucking ass right now. Like, not really. The mic is up my, almost up my mouth. <laughs> but, um, hopefully the coughs are not too loud. I might just try to, like, move this down a little bit. Um, but yeah. And so I was sitting here and I was crying because I was like, I've never, you know, even growing up, I never really felt heard and acknowledged. Like, I literally ended up playing cards with my family dog. Um, because I felt bullied, I felt unacknowledged, I felt unheard, I felt unseen, and it's either I could have let the earth and everybody swallow me whole, or I could have just tried to break through, and it's taken me a while, and some days I didn't think that I would, you know, make it, and I've heard a lot of people talk about how they didn't think they would make it to, like, 30, or to 20, or to 17, and as I'm realizing it, I don't think I, I subconsciously only took it day by day because every day was hard enough, but I never allowed myself to admit that, that I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to live tomorrow. So I'm just going to kind of live for today, but I didn't know what presence was. Um, and so it's so hard for me to, I'd have, I would hear people talk about that and I'm like, you know, like I always thought that I was going to live to be a hundred, but really my hope was to live to be a hundred but I never had any plans for the actual future um, because honestly, I didn't think I was going to make it this far. I constantly have irrational fears that I'm going to die out of these sudden things. I'm a very anxious person. I'm trying not to be where I will literally be like, I'm going to die from poisoning. I'm going to die from food poisoning. I'm going to die being on this plane. And so I, I literally sometimes predict, I'm like, oh my God, I could die on this plane. I could die in this car. I could die on this bike ride, I could die using this microwave, I could die using this oven, I could die accidentally lighting something on fire, you know, um, because those are my survival techniques in my brain, and so if you also are a traumatized kid, you understand that neuropathway of that, um, and so anyhow, going down these rabbit holes of being so incredibly deeply sad, and just wanting to be seen in that, I realized that I'm not sad in the way that I'm helpless, like, I'm, I want somebody to also see my sadness, and I want me to be able to recognize their sadness, and let's just look sad together, and just be sad together, and that's okay. Um, I don't need somebody that's fixed, but I also, I don't need somebody that I need to fix. I need somebody that can sit in their silence of pain with me, and recognize that within themselves as well, and just see it as something as united. Um... And so this is just, it's not going to make sense to a lot of people, but if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, (coughs) you're picking up, (laughs) whoa, if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, you understand the wavelength that I'm at. Um, And so I just wrote this piece and I posted it on Instagram and I said tonight's poem right after I was like sobbing, pain equals gravity. Pain is what births love. Something that I'm contemplating tonight is the fact that we're literally born from pain. And when we cry, that's why we feel so heavy, is because it's a reminder that you are alive. Do you know how much, pa- how much pain it took our ancestors to even come together to adapt to new environments? It took grieving and mourning. When a mother gives birth, it's a portal of pain. I'm realizing lately that pain is nothing bad or wrong. It's adaption. Feeling pain is much harder than just numbing out. Pain is what births love. And 
I think that's what I was trying to say when somebody hurts you. It's not, I, I think that sometimes people know what they're doing when they hurt you because of their own trauma. I know a lot of people that have hurt me because they're hurt themselves and they didn't know how to deal with somebody in a semblance of love. And there's no hate towards these people, although I ho- still hold some hate. Um, the sad part is I give them a lot of empathy. I'm like, you know what? I can only be forgiving to the extent that I am because I know what you've been through because you've shared your story with me. And it's not pity towards you that I feel bad, but it's I know that you have been shocked to your core with the amount of pain that I felt too. And I can't make you feel wrong or bad for that. And that that sounds, and it breaks my heart when I say that because I'm giving them these, these gateways. But I cannot hate people um, fully when I know their story. Um, because I've been there and I hate that pain. The pain is grounding only in my realization of now, but when you don't know that, that pain is something you never want to feel again. And so they projected that same pain of their hurt, typically from childhood onto me. And, um, although it hurt and it broke me into a million pieces and I'm still picking myself up off the floor, um... Every day is a little bit of a battle with me trying to figure out what had happened in certain relationships and even my own childhood and connecting, picking up pieces from my inner child self that was also left behind in these relationships and um, the ways that I tremendously abandoned myself and everything. And also when I say any of this, I don't like pity either. Like, I don't think anybody likes pity. It's when people share their emotions, it's to show how beautiful it is, whether they recognize that or not. Um, some people, like, I, I went to, a a beautiful, um, Shabbat ceremony with somebody when I was traveling out west, and I remember us coming home and me having a deep, beautiful conversation with them, and, um, first of all, they called me, like, a, <coughs> excuse me, kind of like a pilgrim, they're like, you're in a pilgrimage, um, kind of just, like, jumping around and kind of just traveling and trying to find yourself and I'm like I guess I am like it's kind of cute but (coughs) something that also um we were speaking about was the fact that um I was just like yeah I don't often tell people I'm sorry for what they've been through because I don't want it to come off as pity when they tell me a story about themselves I don't want me I don't want to, like, go to them and be like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, it pity to me, like, I'm sorry, just don't feel genuine anymore, I think, because sorries have been used in abusive manners towards me. Um, I have a really big pit in my stomach when I hear a lot of sorries, and so I am a person that will take somebody's pain and turn it into a power. And so when somebody shares their pain with me, I'd be like, oh my god, you went through that? And look at how fucking awesome you are now. Like, I recognize that pain you've been through. I've been, you know, through similar pain, and look at how far it's gotten us, right? And they're often like, yeah, you know what? I lo- I learned a lot about myself. Does it fucking suck? We'll look at each other and be like, yeah, it still fucking sucks, doesn't it? through that we also know that it's gotten us so far and so we turn it into a piece of superpower and that's what resilience is is knowing that our pain is turned into a superpower um and so that's really beautiful within itself 
And so the person's like, I actually love hearing when people say they're sorry towards me for, you know, my upbringing. And I was just like, that's valid. (coughs) You know, it's valid that you feel that way. It's valid that you want to hear that sorry. Because some people do. For them, it's not pity. For me, it feels like pity. Um, For me, it feels like, oh, poor you. Um, But for some people, it's like, yes, thank you for recognizing. And I I am getting to that point where I do love when people recognize the pain that I've also been through. But not in a way like, oh, poor you. But in like a, I'm sorry that you went through that. How can I be better support for you? Like, I think constructive sorries are also nice. And I'm kind of just speaking out loud. Just like figuring out different things about myself. But this is interesting for the audience to listen to. Because I'm sure somebody out there feels similarly. Um, and so, yeah, the funny thing that happened the other day, (coughs) whoa, is, um, I'm really hoping this is not too fucking loud in the microphone right now. If so, it's not that I apologize. It's that I hope you can tolerate this episode (laughs) with my sick voice and my coughing. Um, so my latest episode is something along the lines of the title in, um, thank you, thank, thank the people that could not love you thank the people that could not show you i am literally blanking um i also have like cold head like you know when you're sick and you have your your brain just doesn't want to work just go check out (laughs) just go check out my last (laughs) whoa (coughs) i like laughing and my voice (laughs) this is so funny right now my voice is just (laughs) oh my god just totally cutting out every time i laugh i have to go off Anyhow, that was actually kind of funny. Um, just go check out the title. Um, anyhow, I actually removed it because I was like, oh my god, I felt when I after I posted that, I felt a lot of shame for it because I was very, very open and vulnerable on it, and I was like, oh crap, oh crap. Um, I think I need to delete it for so many reasons. I'm just not gonna re-explain because I'll spiral. Um. And so I, I removed it, I unpublished it, and then I sat on it, and then I got sick the other night, where I just got done with an eight-hour shift, I was totally exhausted, I developed a cold throughout the day, and I was like, oh my god, but something about being sick kind of, like, puts you in that place of, oh my god, I'm alive, like, I'm sick, and right now I want to do all these things, but I can't do them, and, um, like, right now, if I could go out on a run, that'd be nice, if I could, you know, have the energy, like, earlier I did have the energy, I dance in the shower, that's the most energy I've had in the past, like, two days, um, or three days, and so that was really nice, and so anyhow, it was, it was really, really beautiful to kind of just notice that, that whole thing, um, the point that I'm getting to is, is I republished that, um, and 40 minutes after, a person I've never talked to too much, but is an internet, interwebs kind of buddy of mine, um, that is very like-minded to me in the same behavior, or in the same concept of, you know, pain is grounding, I feel like, I get those vibes, um, is, she messaged me and was like, I listened to your podcast episode, and it's everything that I needed to hear, she went through something similar to the same thing that I was exactly talking about on the episode that day prior. She listened to that out of a whim, got the answer that she needed, because 40 minutes prior to that, I republished that episode because I felt some need to republish it. I was like, you know what? 
Who the fuck cares if I thought I was too vulnerable? What does somebody gonna fucking do? I've been vulnerable with people and they've done the worst thing ever. They turn my, my pain against me. They use my wounds and they, they took that, that sword that was in my wound, took it out and stabbed it back in. It can't get worse than that. So I was like, you know what? Who the fuck cares if I'm too fucking vulnerable? Is there a fucking vulnerable police? Am I going to go to fucking jail for that? No. Um, and so, yeah, here I am. And we had a great conversation and I love this person. This person's awesome. Um, we, anyhow, so yeah. I had to quickly share that because I often feel like nobody's going to listen to this and this is just a waste of time and I'm just babbling and, you know, with my podcast changing, I've lost followers, but now I'm gaining some cool new ones. So, hey guys, um, back and my other social medias are growing in the way of authenticity. Like, I'm not just in like the high vibe, like I need to feel happiness all the time (coughs) and share happiness, but it's like, I can also just be me like I don't have to be fucking happy all the time being me and be being authentic that is presence with every emotion every emotion that is there every and emotions are energy in motion every energy that's going through my body and being present with that emo like the energy that's in motion there that is what presence is um authenticity is also vulnerability and so here I am being authentic and vulnerable. Something that I didn't think I could do even a year ago. And I'm fucking doing this shit. So, yay fucking me. I give myself a pat on the back. Uh, I think I'm fucking awesome for that shit. Because if every fucking year... Every, you know, I'm the kind of person that changes drastically. And I might have a dream of mine to want to become different. And I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. It seems too grand. I don't think in this lifetime. And I'll joke about it. And I'm like, you know what? No. I think I'm just going to be stuck in my ways like a stubborn old person or like a stubborn old guy. That's why I just imagine that little voice in my head being like, it's just this dude with a thick white mustache crossing his arms, sipping his black coffee and being like, fuck, you know, with like a cigarette hanging out the right side of his lip or maybe some dip in his lip, you know, cowboy boots on and just like reeks of gasoline. He's like, fuck, no, I'm not going to fucking change that. That's what that voice inside my head is. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't worthy of that. And then, and then it happens. Then something happens and that thing that I never thought would happen happens. And a good, it's a good thing. It's like, oh my God, I just got over that milestone. Um, and so I, I would literally look back every single year and I'm like, oh my God, if I talked to this version of me last year or who I am now, or well, how do I make sense of this? If I talked to myself this time last year, and I said all that happened this year, she'd be like, what the fuck? And if I told her all the realizations I had and all the things I've come to conclusions off, she'd be like, what the fuck? Like, she wouldn't believe a fucking inch of that shit because that little, that little dude is in, is in her head. And right now there's so many blockages in my head, but I know something is going to happen to change them. And I want so badly for them to change now, but I have to have experiences for them to change. Um, and so, yeah. The other thing, <coughs> two more things, or not even two, a bajillion more things I want to talk about, and then I'm going to circle back around to pain. Um, but the next thing is sickness. And so the other night um, when I got, I got sick um, and this terrible cold came over me, I um, 
I don't know, I was feeling certain emotions, but I didn't really know what they were. And so I'm really trying not to force myself to understand all my emotion until it just wants to be seen. And so I kind of just sat with it. And then I was, I had, had so much physical pain. My throat was aching. Um, <coughs> one of the symptoms of the colds that are going right now is it's like body aches. And so my jaw and my teeth were just aching. Um, and so I was just sitting there in the bathtub like, my feet were aching from an eight-hour shift. My sciatica was aching from an eight-hour shift. And then my jaw was aching from the sickness. My throat was aching from the sickness. My body was just, like, sore and tired and done. And I came to the conclusion. I was like, oh, my God, physical pain. Wait, why does this feel so familiar? And why do I want to cry? And I'm like, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Whoa, that was such a voice crack. Um, my... Like, as it, or not my, but I guess the memories that came flooding in was when I was a kid, I would, like, I have this very, very specific memory. I was on this little red scooter, um, and I was scootering down this little sidewalk with my Mimi at the time, and I fell off, and I was wearing black tights, and I skinned my knee up, and I remember screaming and wailing and being inside her taking care of it, and, like, the alcohol burning it, and, you know, a bandit going on it, and I, I had permission to cry. It was acceptable child me to cry when I was in pain. So I'm like, I'm in pain right now. And I'm just hyper disassociating. Why am I not crying? Like, when did I decide not to cry when I was in pain? Like, who, when, why? I don't, I don't know when that became. I started getting curious. And I was like, you know what? I put my hand over my heart and I said, you know what? I give myself permission to cry. And I cried a little bit. I couldn't cry as much as I would have liked to. But I cried. And it was wonderful. Um, and so all these things and the sickness reminded me of childhood. And so then I, I posted about this on my Instagram. I started talking about how sickness is an inner child portal. It literally is an inner child portal. And, oh my God, I'm getting so many, like, inclusions in my head right now. But I don't want to talk about that. I can go on so many side tangents. I'm going to try to keep on track right now, though. That's, like, my goal for... That's like my number one thing is just to stay focused lately. Um, and I just lost my thought. <laughs> what is going on? Um, okay. So when I was a kid, the only time I really felt seen, heard, and acknowledged, this is like returning to the beginning of this podcast, like crying today about not, you know, not feeling seen, heard, and acknowledged most as a kid. And even growing up, I always felt so incredibly lonely. And I went through bad depression. And I was just like... At this point, I was like, nobody's going to fucking care about me, so I might as well care about myself. And then I got into self-love journey and, you know, reading Ram Dass and Eckhart Tolle and spiritual texts and understanding philosophy and all this shit. Um, but anyhow, childhood, um, the only time I really felt hard and acknowledged is when I was sick. And I was sick a lot as a kid. I wonder fucking why. Because my body craved acknowledgement. And somehow, my adaptive properties knew that if I was in pain and sick then somebody would fucking notice me. And that was such an epiphany to me. My body kind of wanted to be sick because that was the only time that somebody actually took care of me, I felt like. And I didn't know that as a kid. I would have never picked that up as a kid. Maybe I did, and I don't remember because I don't remember most of my childhood. Um, but here I am in a 19-year-old body um, of my childlike self that's in my heart and in my brain, I feel like. Um, I'm like, wow, that was a really big thing for me. That was a really, really big thing for me. Um, 
And so then there is this very, very specific rub. I'm going to grab it so I can read the name off if I can find it. I don't know where the heck it's been thrown to. Oh, here it is. Um, I haven't seen this bottle since I was like, or this container since I was like nine, I feel like. And a lot of people know when they get sick <coughs> to put on this thing called Vicks on your chest and your feet. Um, if you know what Vicks is, it's like a, a spearmint, peppermint, eucalyptus mixed with petroleum jelly and it's people like Vicks um shower things or you can get like the little things you can put up your nose and sniff full of like Vicks smell I don't really know how to explain it I don't know if it's just a Midwest thing or if it's like a full around the U.S. type of situation or people around the world use it who I don't know um but it's called Raleigh's uh, medicated ointment and so I I was not raised on really Vicks but I was raised on Raleigh's because the one person that usually took care of me when I was sick was my dear grandfather he always carried around and he still does um in his old days a red vintage handkerchief he always blew his nose into it and he never carried around a napkin it was just that thing he would wash it. It always had certain chopstick. I don't know why I'm sharing these very specific examples. I just think it's cute that we remember these things as kids. And he was my rock. Um, I was known as his Velcro when I was a kid because he was my fucking rock. He made me feel seen, heard, and acknowledged, and he took care of me when I was sick. Um, and I would have this rubbed on my back and my feet when I was a kid. And then I would get uh, essential oil massages when I was a kid. And this smell brought me back and I started sobbing and then I asked my mom to rub it on my back for me and I was like wow like I don't get sick often but um when I do I feel the immense love that I normally don't feel that's sad but it's also incredibly beautiful that I recognize that and that um I have to give myself more love than just when I'm sick I can't just slow down and eat healthy stuff and eat take these super immune you know supplements just when I am sick but I have to also take them when I'm healthy to keep up with my body like I can't just slow down when um I'm sick but I also have to slow down when I'm healthy and so that's what my conclusion was the second thing is um I was really I got a bad cold whether it was vivid or not I don't know I don't really care sickness is sickness um back in I don't remember if this is 2021 or 20. 22 I don't think it was last year um what was last year maybe it was last year um literally days blend in I can't believe it's 20 maybe it was the end of 2022 going into 2023 it was not no way um I think it was when I I really don't know time. Never mind. I'm. Oh, it's gonna wait too much time for me to spend trying to figure it out. Anyhow, I don't get sick a lot. For the last time I was sick, I think it was like two years ago. Let's just say that. And so I am a person that keeps on top of her health. I was vegan at the time. I was like, there's no way I can be sick. Like, there's no way I can be sick. I had a really bad cold, so I was sitting there, literally immobilized, like awful brain, um, cold or head cold. I couldn't move. I was just in excruciating pain with my head throbbing, my throat throbbing, my body throbbing, um, all this stuff. <coughs> and so I called up a friend, or I talked to her, I think maybe them afterwards. 
and I was like, I don't know why I got sick. Like, I just don't get it. And she's like, well, here's a, per- here's a perspective. This is something that I admired about my friend at the time that I still do. I admire this about this person a lot. Um, is she said, well, a cold or sickness is a lot like a storm. And why do we need storms? Storms happen typically in the spring to create um, new homes for birthing animals um, and for, you know, beautiful new soil and um, just new habitats for everything, for flowers, plants, and animals um, to grow, bloom, and enjoy living. And that's what a cold is doing, is a cold is the body storm. Sickness is the body storm. It's craving change, so it's going to immobilize you, make you slow down, make you recognize, make you listen, and it's going to create new spectacles of love in your body um, for you to recognize and slow down because when you slow down, you're creating more self-love than you probably have that whole month um, or that whole year or that whole you know, week or the whole day, whatever. Um, and so it's beautiful to slow down. And so I see sickness now as my body want to change. It's going to set me down. It's going to force me to slow down. It's going to for- force me to recognize some things. And here I am. I'm sick. I'm listening. I'm learning. And I'm ready for something new to be birthed after the sickness passes. Um, so yeah. But anyhow, we're going to really circle back around to the little Instagram thing I posted. And, um... Then I, we will call it an episode if I decide to post this um, because that was a lot of coughing and I really want to keep it because it's so fucking casual and I don't know if there's any other person out there that's ever made a podcast episode when they're sick and they sound like this because everybody wants to be professional and there's nothing wrong with that. My thing is just not professionality right now. Um, so it's really funny to kind of challenge the norms of podcasting. My whole thing right now is challenging norms. So um, I think I'm going to do it. But... Um, so yeah, pain is something that we have a little been born with. So when cavemen had to come in, they had to learn fire. I'm sure some of them died in fires. They had to learn that it was painful, and so that was ev- that was evolving. When the wheel was evolved, they had to learn certain things of pain. Probably people getting hurt, injured, uh, people making wheels that got hurt and injured, for them to realize that it was also an adaption. The way that we have gra- uh, grown to have certain feet um, to. Um, what's another adoption of you know people over time if you know what I'm talking about everything has trial and error it comes from pain pain is trial and error of understanding and so everything is birthed from pain but um pain is what births love because without pain we wouldn't know that fire is something that we need in human life and pain is part of the birthing process pain and that birthing process allows a life to literally enter the world um so there's pain everywhere and for you to keep escaping that is to escape the love that's on the other side of that grief so anyhow i could go on 10 different tangents and kind of get lost in this whole game that's going on inside my head but i had to share all that um because i thought it was really really interesting and cool to kind of just think about and want to share because it was different I haven't heard anybody talk about that maybe there's somebody out there that has definitely thought that maybe there is a podcast episode or a podcast host that have talked about this but I haven't heard it so I thought that I'd share it myself so whether it made sense to you or it didn't I thank you for showing up I thank you for being you I love you I appreciate you I'm sending you a big bear hug and a forehead kiss and I'm sending you on your way 
And whether you choose to listen again or not, I just appreciate your existence. So, bye.